Okay, welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. This time we're talking about the classic Peter Davison episode, The Caves of Inazani. My name is Ken. Jeff. And Julia. So yeah, we have uh, three people talking about it this time. And uh, so Caves of Inazani, at the time, and probably still today, is considered one of the best classic Doctor Who episodes. Uh, Do we all agree? Yes. <laughs> I have not um, qualified to give an opinion oh, on that because okay. I have not seen enough uh, old episodes. So. so this was your first. It was the best of the old episodes I've seen. Okay, well that's good. This is your first Davison episode. Yes. Okay. Yep. And it happens to be his last. Yeah. <laughs> now, what did you think of him as the Doctor? Just trying to keep it out of context. He was. He was fine. It was weird because I only knew him from All Creatures Great and Small. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely different person. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. It's kind of unfortunate because this is considered his best episode. There's some other... I think, in my opinion, Peter Davison has some of the best episodes written. He's not necessarily the best-liked doctor. Um, his personality is not as... Um, he's dry. Yeah, he's kind of, and but this episode, he's probably this is his best outing. So any other previous episode you watch, you, you might go. Oh, okay. He's a lot more sarcastic in this story than he is in yeah in many of his others. Yeah. I liked that though. I, and I did too, and it's yeah, he was very sarcastic, and he's not as sarcastic as he is in this one. Okay. But um, I thought this episode had a. A tone to it that you normally don't get in the classic Doctor Who, where it felt like maybe in Vagopolis a little bit, where you, you kind of knew what was going to happen and stuff, but you're watching this and it was just so it was dark, dark, and, and you're the whole time you're like, oh my god, this is not going well at all for the Doctor, and it, it added a it puts you on the edge of your seat, I think, a little bit. It's probably one of the most darkest stories they've done to date, to that point. Yeah, because they're usually not as this dark. Mm-hmm. This is probably also Robert Holmes' best script, also. Yeah, there's a lot of good things about this, um, and the direction was different too, by Graham Harper. Yeah, Graham Harper, really good, really good in this. Um, I, I thought the um, how Peter Davison handled the last couple of episodes, where he's basically, you know, I got to save Perry and I got to do this, and he's kind of just like th- that cliffhanger there's a lot of good cliffhangers in this episode and the cliffhanger where he's like crashing the crashing ship, the like ship the, gotta be the best cliffhanger in all of Doctor Who history yeah where but, he says you know I owe it to Perry to save her and I'm not gonna let you stop me now and the ship just crashes yeah it's probably, and, then, and then he's running and the music in this is just amazing where he's just running and shooting at him and stuff and just the it's very much you know action packed and kind of just by the way it was shot and everything was really good. Uh, now, uh, and then the, the one of the worst cliffhangers, kind of, I thought was I'm going into the negative now was when they set them up to get killed, and they were actually robots. But we, yeah. yeah well, how, wh- when did that happen? You, you don't know. You, no, you do. You do see it. There's a point where they're, they're, the Doctor and Perry are looking out, watching them setting up for the execution, and you see a door opening up behind them with an android coming to get them. And that's when they make the switch. Oh, I must have missed that. But I mean, they had to make the robots really quickly to make them look like them. Then they they actually acted like them. Like mm-hmm. one of Peter Davison's best scenes was where he was like basically saying, 
you know, we're, we're, yeah, there's we no trial, trial or whatever. And that's not the doctor. That's the, so it's a little bit of a gimmick to trick the audience into thinking that they were, how are they going to get out of this one? So that was a little weak, I thought. Um, the creature. Oh, the magma creature? That was bad. Yeah, that's probably the worst part yeah, of the whole story. Bad. But this was 1984. And some of the effects where he's climbing through the... Uh, you know, oh, this, the CGI stuff yeah, was, was really wasn't primitive. Was well, and I noticed during that chase scene that they kept running past the same rocks over and over and uh, over again. Well, but, that's you know, BBC. Yeah, you know. I know, I know. Where did they film that, do you know? In the studio, in the BBC Center. All me. those cliffs and rocks no, and things? that was a quarry. Oh, the quarry outside, outside, but the inside stuff was at the BBC Television Center. Yeah, no, but she's asking No, about the outside. Oh, the outside. outside. There's probably some quarry somewhere. Okay. Um... I uh, really okay. Go ahead. Perry, is she an American? She's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. But the actress isn't. Okay. Because sometimes she sounded American, and every so often yeah. she would say "lost" or you know mm -hmm. something very with the with the British pronunciation, and I found her distracting. She was brought upon as an American companion because at that time in the United States. Doctor Who was really popular because of the PBS. So John Nathan Turner thought, wouldn't it be great if we put an American companion in the TARDIS? Just because that's the way he was. He always tried to capitalize on the popularity, even if it was an unpopular opinion. And eventually during the sixth Doctor episode, she kind of loses her American accent. Okay. So So she stays after? She stays on, yeah, for at least okay. another season and a half. Okay. I, I found her annoying. I find a lot of the old companions, companions annoying. annoying. They're whiny and helpless, and it's just, I find that annoying. I find that annoying no matter what I'm watching, if it's like... She gets better, though. Does she? Yeah. yeah. When, when Colin Baker comes in, um, it, it, I think it gets worse for Colin Baker's first season. The two of them are bickering all the time, I believe. But then the second season, which would have been The Trial of Time Lord... Mm -hmm. There had been a little bit of a gap, and they completely changed the character, or they changed that dynamic, and they were working much better off of each other. And uh, for the very short period of time that they were together in that season. So when the doctor was regenerating, were you expecting to see flames coming out of his arms and head? I wasn't sure what to expect because you know it was you know an old one, and they didn't have those special effects. So I didn't. I mean, the new ones all seem to do that. Yeah. The flames, See, that's the way I like light. the way they used to do the regeneration, where that they just you just change, and there wouldn't really be any flames or stuff like that. They didn't right. make a big deal out of it as much. It was a big deal, but it wasn't like you know a production. Yeah, and they were always lying down; they weren't standing up, which is yeah kind of weird. Russell T. Davis invention. But yeah, so this episode had the regeneration in it, and. Um, you know, I thought that was a pretty heroic regeneration. It's been worse, but... Um, yeah, he more or less sacrifices himself to save Perry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it definitely was effective, and you felt the um, affection that he had for her, even though I found her annoying. There must have been something to make him feel... They hadn't, they hadn't been together too long. I mean, that was her, se her second episode, I think. Yeah, it was her second, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't a, a long time for them to, to bond. Okay. And... Um, but you that's know. what the doctor does. He 
sacrifices himself to save others. And he always feels responsible for his companions. Um, I thought the the bad guy, uh, there was a couple of them. Sheriff's Jack? Yeah, Sheriff's Jack was really good. Um, The whole thing with him, you know, kind of falling for Perry and stuff, that maybe that was kind of... It's kind of like Phantom of the Opera-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had the mask and the deformed face. They kind of forced that a little bit, but... But yeah, that, that's, but that's what, what Doctor does. For. They always yeah. take from. And that was when Phantom first came out, right? No, it hasn't come out yet. The musical hadn't come out yet. Oh really? This was based more on the old movies. Because oh. this was '84, and Phantom came out in '87. Oh okay. The musical did anyway. But the but that but the movie, story has been around. That movie's a long been time. yeah. Oh yeah. The movie yeah. It was a nineteen nineteen twenties. Well, the, the sound of film was twenty five or something like that. Yeah. Nineteen twenty five. So the book has been out. A while. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the special effects are bad, but given the time period, you don't expect much. Although, and I shouldn't have been comparing them because I kept thinking, it did so much better in Star Wars, and that was like 10 years before this, but, you know, they they had a bigger budget. Part of it is, I remember when, when I was watching Doctor Who, when it was first on PBS, and, you know, Right away, you start to look at it and go, boy, you know, I'm watching um, other TV shows um, like um, Battlestar Galactica or whatever, and they don't look like this. Why does this show look like this? But if you start to, and maybe this is unfair, but you start to, to look at the show within the show and start like, right now, you, you, you would look at it and go, well, geez, this wasn't as good as Planet of the Ood, but... Back then, you're comparing it to everything that was before it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like, you would watch an episode that had really, really good special effects, and I could, we could sit there and go, my God, these are the best spe- in the trial of time Lord. This, right. this is the best special effect we've seen by far in the show. Boom. But if I were to show you that right now, you would be looking at it going, Wow. Well, That's horrible. this is, you know... <laughs> yeah. This looks like a video effect, and it doesn't, you know... And so it's hard to, 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 I would have to imagine, and I remember watching William Hartnell episodes, and, you know, you had to sit there and go, wow, you know, I thought the special effects in Tom Baker's era were bad, now they're, they're like, this is years earlier, and they're like, it's really bad. Can they really be that worse? I, I know, I've, I've seen, well, I watched the one, when we did the podcast on about Ring the revolution, yeah. and, um, yeah, it was bad. That's really bad. Did you think this one was a little too violent? I loved it because it was violent. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of... But it wasn't this one. There's a lot of people getting shot. killed. Everybody dies except for Perry. Technically, yeah. the doctor, the fifth doctor dies. Yeah. And regenerates. Yeah. So everyone dies except for Perry. It's there's a of, lot of people getting killed. Well, the, the, I mean, and it was all, a lot... Most of it was not shown, and there's no blood. Oh, but, his secretary didn't die. Yeah. Well, in Peter Davis's there is a lot of episodes. There's an episode called Earthshock that's just the body count is unbelievable. Re- re- Resurrection of the Daleks. It's pretty bad, too, where you're just sitting there, there's a whole bunch of characters, boom, 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 boom. New characters come in, boom, 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 and you're like, jeez, what is this? You wow. know, and wow. it, That was like the, probably one of the most violent errors. Yeah, and they, would, they got in trouble for that, too. Yeah. Um, Especially so, after the Colin Baker's first season. Yeah, <laughs> there's another story. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom. a lot of characters getting killed off and stuff. And um, but this is another story, which part of it is corporate greed. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Morgus, 
who's in charge of the conglomerate, who's starting this war, funding this war, but he's also funding, giving the weapons to Sheriff Jack. So he's fighting against himself, but the whole time profiting because of the Spectrox. Mm -hmm. So he's getting the Spectrox and selling it for more. Mm -hmm. And all he's doing is giving weapons that he makes again fighting against his own people so he's manipulating yeah, the system yeah he's yeah. it's cor another story <gasps> they use for corporate greed because that was the 80s corporate greed and all that yeah greed is good yeah and in terms of what this show was i mean for a while it was considered one of the best and um I think it holds up pretty good. I haven't watched yeah, it, it still, recently. Yeah, it still holds up pretty well. It's a good social commentary on the time, too, I yeah. think, you know. Because yeah. um, that was when, not Wall Street, but it was Bonfire of the Vanities. That came out in the 80s. And Wall Street did, too. I, I remember reading time. Bonfire of the Vanities when it was excerpted in Rolling Stone before it was published as a book. Um, so all that stuff was, you know, it was a big thing, Reagan era. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I didn't, I didn't dislike it as much as I've liked some of the older episodes, and I mainly disliked the older episodes because the pacing was so slow. Yeah. And this was a bit slow. Yeah. It definitely is. could have been condensed a bit. Well, don't forget, it's also you had to fill four weeks. Right. Or two two, two episodes, episodes a week, week yeah. during the Davidson era. And it's weird you mentioned that because this is probably one of the faster paced. Stories. Episodes, yeah, really, and um, maybe and again, I, I didn't, I, I, I did not go back and watch it. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen this episode. When I watch a classic episode now, I don't know if I, I don't think I go, I watch it and go, okay, how's this compared to um, Peter Capaldi's latest season? I, I try to put myself into like into that, I know this is kind of weird to say, into that era or whatever. Uh, I'm not saying this is what you need to do, because obviously if you watch it and it's slow, Reign of Terror is slow. Yes. <laughs> um, even for Doctor Who standard, I think that's slow. And if, if, if I'm sitting here accepting that I can go through uh, a 10-part War Games episode and, and not necessarily say there's certainly... In ten parts, there's certainly parts of it that drag and are very repetitive. But if I can sit through that thing, then um, I can almost sit through anything for Doctor Who, mm -hmm. and, and not. And so when when you watch it compared to Caves and Anzani, you're like Caves and Anzani is like, whoa, you're on your edge of your seat because it's going by so fast. But you're right; it's probably a lot of talking and stuff like that, and maybe you know. They edit it down or something like that. I think some of the special Koi episodes start to get even faster. And once you start watching some of those, you'll probably notice that the pacing is a little, a little faster. faster. Yeah, and I think that's just because I'm used to the new Doctor Who, where there's a lot of running and there's a lot of things blowing up, and there's you know. And they cram a story in 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I remember when that sometimes, show came out. It was like it was way too fast for me, even though it's not like I'm you know. I'm in a bubble because I watch other TV shows and I know how fast-paced TV shows are. And then when I watch Doctor Who, it's almost like, okay, I'm watching Doctor Who now. <laughs> Slow myself down, get ready, and then, and then the sh you know Rose comes on the episode, and I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> I wasn't expecting this, and maybe that's why I have trouble not liking the show too much because I'm still comparing it to the original series a little bit. But right, and I'm doing the opposite. Yeah, maybe. 
And, you know, I'm fine with, with saying, okay, this was filmed in 1960, whatever, or 1980, whatever, and things were different, and they had a minuscule budget, but it doesn't change the fact that the storyline is slower, that I don't like this character, mm. and I don't, yeah. you know. I do find it annoying. I know I know it's the time, but that the, the women are so helpless in pretty much everything I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah, they're just there to to scream and cry and get rescued. And wait, wait till you meet Mel. Well, <laughs> and Melanie, Mel, Mel is a character that is supposed to be intelligent, takes care of herself and anything. And then you know, oh, one of the first scream. episodes she is, and she screams, and it's, and, and that doesn't change until the, the, the TV movie. That's the first time that we really. Well, Ace. Um, Ace was never. She never screamed. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about Ace. Ace would probably be. The last companion for the classic series, and that one, she she finally, you know, this I think it'll work. Yeah. She, she she turns. Yeah, the I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how these companions develop. I almost wish we were doing this in order mm. for the old episodes, so I could see how the characters develop. Because just dropping in like this is getting a little yeah, I can see that confusing and and we, we, you know it's hard to follow, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I know Rose can be a bit helpless, but she still can be pretty canny, mm. you know, mm. and can figure her way out of things and, and can see things where the doctor doesn't see things. Yeah. Whereas the, the women so far that I've seen in the old episodes are oblivious, just oblivious. There's more of that than, yeah. than there should be, and there's episodes that they do pretty good in, um, you know, and so... But again, it's that time that you're going to see stuff like that. Right. I'll, I'll go make the coffee, you know. And, yeah, right. Oh, Polly, yeah. I mean, Liz Shaw is supposed to be really intelligent. You, you might like Liz Shaw because she's really um, pretty much on standard. But there's, I think there's an episode where she goes to make the coffee or whatever. Now, it doesn't happen constantly, and she's not as much of a screamer, if at all. She is. I don't think she's. I think she's screaming maybe once or, or something. Yeah. But then you get Joe Grant, who's the next companion. She was always goes back to the the screamer <laughs> and, and helpless, and you know. Why are they making coffee? Shouldn't they be drinking tea? Well, tea or whatever. I'm just <laughs> well, the the military barracks. Yeah. Oh, oh. It takes the third. Anyway, one of the things I didn't like about the case of Andersani was how your first uh, opinion of Colin Baker when you first see him for the first time, he comes out as pompous and arrogant, and I don't think that was a very good well, first impression you get of him. Then, well, but then what they do in Twin Dilemma, which is another... Yeah, I mean, he I mean, just went in. He's like, I'm terrible. I, I, those three eyes and one breath. He just sounds so yeah. pompous, and it just doesn't give Big you a good first, good first impression. Well, not, like, not a lot of people liked Colin Baker. I, I mean, did. He's I, like yeah. the Technicolor guy, right? Yeah. Here. yeah. He's not a, a bad doctor. He just gets a bad rap. He does. They just, because of his first... His first story was actually at the end of season 21 instead of at the beginning of the next season, which was a mistake. Oh, that first episode was bad. Dude. It was so bad, and people saw that episode, and it just doomed him. Oh. And it was it was just... And he had some good stories, and he was actually pretty good. But the first impression you get from him, you're looking like, ah, uh, just, they just never started him off on the right track, mm. and the fans just turned on him. Hmm. Which was unfair. How many years was he the doctor? 
two two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah, he had um, he was the unfortunate doctor that happened to be they had a hiatus of a year, and so they had one season with him, and then they took the show off for a year, and then when they came back, they did a uh, trial of time lord. Trial of time lord, which was fourteen episodes, but they were all kind of connected. They had individual stories, but there was an ongoing. That's one podcast we'd have to probably do all the episodes in order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are, well, we're getting way off topic. Yeah. But back um, to caves. Yeah. Um, This is certainly a a highlight, in my opinion, for a while. There's, you know. Even with Graham Harper's direction, it was different. You would see them talking, like, right to the camera, like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Or Trey Morgus would, like, Turn around and say, "Oh, you cretins!" And he would like say it right to the TV. Yeah, that was weird. It was it was something they did something different, which was they went off what not doing your normal way of they did Doctor Who, but they did something different with different direction. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, this was Graham Harper's first Doctor Who that he did. I thought I, so. I I found that kind of I, I was like, who was he talking to? <laughs> you know, it was just it was I strange think what, to have him like. Like, so obviously turn and talk to the camera. I think we were supposed to give you the impression of him talking to himself in his, in his head. Right. Instead of, you know, I think that was what they were going for. I, I did like that his secretary took over at the end. thought that was great. <laughs> I think Peter Davison was really good in this. Yeah. And I think and the looked, actor even says, you know, how that episode was and everything. He wished... They were more like that, or whatever. It was almost like I wouldn't have left if they were all like this episode, or whatever. Maybe I'm thinking of. Uh, no, you got. It. I think. Yeah. Was he two seasons too? No, he just three. Oh, three. Okay. Well, thanks for listening.